0: Another blood red sunset and yet another moon Facing still another hundred miles to my next resting place Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon Within my car I'm all alone But feeling good and feeling strong this path I'm on brings me to myself
1: i'm driving. hey now all i'm joey c welcome back to another episode of spirit Chirpa. this is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo with me as always is the spirit doctor kelly sparta hey kelly <laughs> hey joey You've got a puppy behind you.
0: I do. He's, he's, I don't know why he's crying. <laughs> I, I closed the door so he wouldn't be so loud, but clearly he just decided to get louder.
1: <laughs> well, we all know that there's a puppy there and everybody's going to go, oh, every time they Aww. hear him now. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> there you go.
0: So how are you? What's going on? Oh, I just got back from vacation with Kathy. Oh, wonderful. Where'd yeah. you go? We went to Virginia beach with my husband Excellent! and we hung out at an Airbnb and did basically nothing but eat and stare at the water and eat some more. It was awesome.
1: It sounds so good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I awesome. wish we had done it for another week.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't you hate that when you
1: come back and then you have the letdown? It's like, well, that was so wonderful. I didn't want to come home. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's like, I wasn't done yet.
1: <laughs> needed about 18 more days and then I would have been fine. Yes.
0: And then I would have been fine. <laughs> then I would have been done and I would have been happy to be home. Yeah. yeah.
1: But you're home and you're happy still. Yes. Did the puppy go with you or did?
0: No, no. We got the puppy a house, uh, a puppy sitter. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So, but yeah, we didn't want to, he, we adopted him in October and he had serious separation anxiety. And so we haven't left him the both of us, you know, except to, you know, go for a few hours to go places here or there. The idea of boarding him made us feel like he might be feeling like he was being put back in the shelter again. And so we didn't want to do that. So we had somebody come out to be with him.
1: Oh, that's nice. So you had a, yeah. a house sitter and a puppy sitter.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the pup. We got pictures of the puppy out for many, many walks. So. <laughs> so he was a happy puppy. <laughs> he was. He was a happy puppy. Our house sitter is far more active than we were.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's why he's crying now.
0: <laughs> there you go. He's like, "Where's Andrew? I miss Andrew." <laughs>
1: Oh, good times. All right. So we're here again with Spirit Sherpa, and we are talking about the astral plane and other dimensions today. Yes. This is sounds like a super fun one, Kelly.
0: Right? It really does. Yeah. We haven't done anything sort of like random and, and kind of funky cool that people, you know, would be like, ooh, you know we've been doing a lot of the series stuff you know which also turns out to be some serious stuff along the way so i thought we'd get do something fun and and uh, interesting and i did have a request from one of our listeners that we do another version of things that you can do for people who are a little further along in the process and and you know given that we're 3 years in and people are getting a little more advanced I thought that that uh, that was a good piece of of advice slash request, and so uh, this is this is an answer to that.
1: Okay, uh, this sounds like it's right in the bright and shiny category a little bit too.
0: It is, it is, and, and in the useful category at the same exactly. time.
1: Exactly. So it's it's a great it's a great one for where we are today, and I'm going to start out with the question that everybody is asking. Hi, puppy. (laughs) What? How does the astral plane work? What is it exactly?
0: Good question. And so the first thing you have to understand is that the astral plane isn't a single thing. And the reason we're doing the astral plane in other dimensions is because it is a dimension. And it is a dimension that has multiple layers to it. Okay, so uh, typically in common verbiage, you would hear people talk about the upper and lower astral and the upper astral being the, you know, the higher vibration, the, you know, the supernal temple, the, you know, the kind of high vibe places that you would go to the lower astral being where ghosts and demons and other lower form entities might, might hang out. And, and, you know, they talk about it from a vibrational perspective. I have found it to be more complex than that in personal experience. And so it, the best way to describe it would be kind of like different virtual realities. Okay. Um, If you put on a VR mask, you can go to you know multiple different places, right? And it's it's a similar sort of thing. I mean, the the, at the base level, the astral exists. Everything in the physical realm exists on the astral. That's a base realm. Let's start with that. So er, that's middle world, right? In in shamanic terms, is the middle world is the is the astral plane and how it overlaps with the physical world, okay? So those both things, both at the same time, right? And so the best example of how that works that I've seen in print is in the Dead Witch Walking series that Kim Harrison wrote. And I don't remember which book in the series because there are like 10. Um, but in one of those books, probably about halfway through the series, she describes how the... Uh, she's using the demon realm to, to describe it. Um, but it's, it's the actual astral and the fact that something that is a new building may not exist yet on the astral. Something that is a building that has been recently torn down may not exist in the physical, but still exists in the astral because it hasn't really caught up. Right. So the energetics, depending on the building, the building may exist before it gets built. So it it may exist in the astral. If the person's really good at visualizing, if the person's really good at, at creating the energetics of the building as they're, as they're designing it and as they're making the plans, it may exist on the astral before it gets built. Right. And, you know, buildings that have been there for a long time and then get torn down, they may last a long time on the astral and they may, you may end up with overlap. So, you know, if an old building and a new building occupy the same space on the astral because the old building was there for a couple hundred years and then the new building just went up, right? They may overlap. You may have both
1: the same because time. Because the energetic still exists for the old building and the new building is coming in. Wow.
0: Yeah. So um, that, that's layer one of the astral. Okay. And then there are specific places in the astral. So, there's a purple plane, for instance, and a purple plane. It's like it's almost like Tron, but not. <laughs> and that's for the old people. So you know, for those of us who were around in the '80s when Tron came out, um, but it's it's just a flat plane of it's purple, and it does have some lands, landmarks and landscaping and whatever, but it's it's purple. It's a it's a location. The supernal temple is on the astral. Um, Anything you can think of in terms of like the um, the library at Alexandria, you could go visit that on the astral. Okay, it was well established. It still exists in the mind's eye of every person who reads about it. It has been held throughout history um, as a landmark and therefore it still exists on the astral right so you know these are things that exist on the astral the the akashic records is an actual place that you can visit on the astral okay so the astral has many different locations many different levels and it's it is not finite Unlike the earth where you can go around the entire earth and th- that's what it is, right? The astral has multiple layers upon layers upon layers upon layers and like pocket worlds and, you know, weird stuff happening all over the place, right? So in that, in that regard, it's good to hold an intention to go places that are safe, right? And to ask for a guide, Sometimes if you don't know where you're going, you ask for a guide. I mean, we've talked about me not knowing where the supernal temple and asking Mother, grandmother spider to, to tell me how to get there, right? If you have a guide and you can ask your guardian angel to guide you, you can ask your spirit guide to guide you, you can ask your power animal to guide you. Um, you know, if you don't know where you're going, you can ask. Okay. Now, with that said, stay away from the demons.
1: OK, that seems like good I, I, advice I, in general.
0: You know, you think it would be. But, <laughs> you know, people will hear that and go, oh, well, I can go visit the demons and I'm a badass. I'll kick their ass. Well, you got to know how they work if you want to kick their ass and they will fuck with you hard before you figure it out. So I would steer clear of the demons for the moment. Um, and, and by the way, I just need to say this because I just had to walk a student through this. Demons. If you do not have your protections up on your house, if you do not have your protections up on you, if you do not set sacred space before talking to your guides uh, and you're not in a safe space, you could have a demon come in that said, hey, I'm your guide. And they could teach you how to do things and make it feel like they're your guide and then get you to the point where you're comfortable with them and then tell you to start doing some weird-ass shit that's not going to do you any good or anybody around you any good. And I just had this happen with somebody that I started working with recently where I taught them how to put their shields up and their wards up and suddenly their quote-unquote guide was outside and couldn't get in and was pissed, okay? If your guides are angry at you, they are not your guides. Guides never get angry at you. I have given my guides the finger multiple times, been obnoxious to their face, yelled at them. They have never once been angry with me. If your guide, quote unquote guide, is angry with you, it is not a guide. Okay, so let's start with that. And if they can't get inside your sacred circle without you inviting them personally in. Yeah, they're not your guide. Okay, because you set your circle with the intention that only things with positive intent can come in, right? If they can't get in, then they don't have positive intent, right? So let's, I just want to be clear about that. So let's not truck with the demons, okay? It's a good idea to avoid them. We don't go wandering into biker bars looking like a soccer mom. We don't want to wander into demon land. Because you will look like a soccer mom and a very tasty one. Okay? So let's not do that. Okay? So when you're going to play on the astral, which is what you're talking about doing, you should consider where you want to go. And in shamanic terms, there's the upper world, the middle world, and the lower world. Those are all astral planes. Okay? And we've talked about that on another Episode. I don't remember which one. It was very early on. So, yeah, shamanic stuff. So if you want to go into the astral, you can go into the lower world and go looking for a power animal. You can go into the middle world and see what else is happening on this plane that you don't see with your normal eyes. That's where you'll find the elves and the fairies and the trolls and the, you know, anything sort of magical, gnomes, whatever, right? And that's the place to go. You can go and visit the Supernal Temple. You can go and uh, visit the Purple Plain. You know, the Purple Plain is fairly innocuous and easy. Uh, in, in fact, part of our training at some point in, in the process with people is we have everybody meet on the purple plane so that they can see each other and know that it's true and it exists and whatever. And so, you know, that's a possibility if you and a friend are doing this together, especially in, if you're in different places, uh, physically, it's always fun to meet on the, the the purple plane and hang out and say what you saw when you get back. Right. That's a fun way to test and see, then prove to yourself that it's true. You know, these are all things that you can do within the astral. Now, let's talk about dimensions, because that's different, right? It well, it is and it isn't.
1: <laughs> the astral <laughs> so, sounds like a multi-dimensional dimension.
0: <laughs> the astral is a multi-dimensional dimension. It's, well, it's a multi-layered dimension. It, I don't know. I don't know how to how to phrase it. It's kind of fractal in nature. And I'm going to remind you of this. I say this periodically, but I don't say it often enough. Magic is not restricted by the rules of physics. Try not to break your brain trying to understand how the different planes interact, because it will break your brain. Okay. Some things just are better left because you're trying to think with a brain that is structured by physicality and this plane is not. Okay, so yeah, it's trying to speak French when all you know is binary code. Right? <laughs> right? And in 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 base 12 or something. I don't know. Right? So it's like... It's it's not easy. (laughs) It's not. You're not even starting from the same starting place. There's no foundation from which to have the conversation. So this is the piece that you want to keep in mind. And so hold it very lightly. Okay? Be with what shows up in front of you. And try not to think too hard about how they connect to each other because... Your brain will hold it right. And um, most of the astral plane exists within this timeline, within the mm, timeline's the wrong word, within time and space. Timelines are different dimensions, so that's different, okay? And we, we're going to talk about that today, too, because there are different timelines happening and crossing over, and we're flipping back and forth, and it's some ugly shit right now. But timelines are shifting dimensions. And so within astral travel, you should be in the same time as physical reality is for you. So if you go to the purple plane and you go there at the same time as your friend, you should be there at the same time. Okay. But if you go to the purple plane at a different time, you won't see them unless you intend to arrive at a different time. You can intend to arrive at a different time because it is not bound by the same rules. But you would have to intend that because default will be it will take you to there at the same time. Okay. Now, that is within a single timeline, a single stretch of time going from point A to point B. When you start getting into different timelines, and for this discussion, we're going to have a basic understanding of timelines happen when decisions get made. And if there's a, a point of decision where somebody makes a decision, go left or right, two timelines split and in one of them you go left and in the other one you go right. Okay. So there are infinite timelines. Okay. There's a lot of things, right? And these become, if you look at them in the, in the aggregate, then they become the probability lines. And so when you start to read the future, and we talked about this a very long time ago as well, but when you start to read the future, you can look at the probability lines and see what the most likely probability line outcomes are. And that's why the further you get out, the less likely you are going to be correct because the probability lines split so many times, right? And... However, the more set in their ways the person is that you're reading for, the easier it is to know, because they tend to make the same choices over and over again. Right. So then, unless they have a wild card in their life that's likely to bing bang boom off of them and move things around, they're they're, they, they're pretty easy to read. The average you're person. that wild card, Kelly. I am that wild card which is why I don't do distance re- I don't do uh future reads because I tend to mess them up just by being there. So there's probability lines that come out of that and in in that is the most basic form of dimensional reading of dimensional movement, right? Is to be able to step up and out and look at a probability line or look at what would happen if, right? So uh when I was when I do the energy scanning, right, um, if I'm reading an energy scan and I see a block and I want to know how to, f- you know, what what needs to happen, what what order to clear the blocks, I will just pull that block out and say, well, if this were cleared, what would happen? And that's how I that's a probability line process where I'm stepping into a dimensional space and saying, OK, let's look and see what happens if right? And then you just pull the different things. It's like on those games where you pull the levers and you see if the the water or the fire comes down, right? Same idea, right? So that's a basic probability line dimensional process. Okay. And that's something that anybody can do. If you're looking at something, you can go up into, and some people, I can hear people asking me, how do you do that? Okay. So <laughs> let me think about how I do that. So Basically what you do in that scenario is what you're, what you're doing is you're looking at the situation and you're pulling yourself slightly out of phase with reality. And you are now standing on the plane where, uh, time is represented in, in lines. So you'll see almost like a web going forward. Right. Um, and then what you do is you pull the different pieces you you poke in different directions to see what happens so you're in the you're in the world of possibility at that point you're not actually in manifestation you're in possibility and so you then say okay if this happened then what and you follow that that line forward to see what the outcome is. And then, you know, if you don't like that one, you say, well, what about this? And what about that? What about that? Right. You can test and test and test and test. Okay. And then you've got to bring yourself back down into physical reality. Again, don't leave yourself up there in possibility land. It's very hard to get anything accomplished on the physical realm. If you stay in possibility land and you're energetic because nothing gets grounded,
1: right? Everything is possible. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Everything is possible. All things happen at once, all the time, and it will mess your brain up. (laughs) Okay, So make sure you come back down. And how do you do that? How do we do anything in magic? We intend it. Right. Yes. So uh, and then you can come back down. So that's that's one way to play in dimensional space. Another way. Is and this one is a little more complex. Uh, it's a lot more complex, but um let me see if I wanna okay, yeah. So this would be the moment where I say, uh, no magic is ever fully safe. This is the moment where you go, yeah, no magic is really fully safe. And you know, the magicians, the the TV show, The Magicians, ain't that wrong, right? <laughs> it's it's not It's not technically correct in the way it's doing things, but it is correct from a place of how magic work from from the way that, you know, magic is not always safe. Okay, so I'm going to say that. And so what I'm going to say is I'm going to tell you how to do this. And if you do not fully, solidly, completely feel like you know how to be you, then I'm going to say don't do this. Okay. Um, if you are really solid in the physicality of being you, that means you have to be in your body, not up in your head, not in the astral, not in the energetic, not half out of your body, but fully in your body. If you can be fully in your body, be you and know exactly what that feels like. You have that anchored in your beingness, then you can do this. Okay. and what this is going to be is um, this is a splitting into fifth dimensional state. Okay. Now I give you this because we are living in four dimensions right now, right? We're in three dimensions and we're living in time space and that's the fourth dimension, right? Or in time is the fourth dimension technically. So we're living within time. I just told you how to mess with time, right? I just told you how to sort of go up and Try on the time things and there's other things you can do with time, but I'm not going to teach you that because they have repercussions and I don't want to mess with that right now because you know, as much as dangers, danger can be there. I don't want to make it harder, right? (laughs) Let's not do that. Okay, we'll just, this is a beginner's podcast. Okay. Um, or, you know, it's a unsupervised podcast. (laughs) It is a not supervised process. I'm not teaching you things that if you, you screw yourself up, you, you need somebody to be there and and catch you, um, at least except for this. So yeah, I'm going to teach you this, which if you screw it up, you're going to need some help. So, you know, call me if you screw it up, but don't screw it up. Okay. All right. So... (laughs) Don't try it unless you really know you can get back. If you get lost, I can get you back. Don't panic. The caveat
1: on this one, Kelly, is absolutely (laughs) amazing. This is just... It's
0: necessary.
1: Okay. It's
0: necessary. You know what? If
1: anybody screws it up at this point, you really, it's on you because she warned you. All right. Go for it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So fifth dimensional reality. So fifth dimension is... Uh, where you actually can start to see things like aliens and alien technology. And um, it, it's where additional healing powers exist. If you are going to be doing healing work on people, um, there's there's a whole realm of stuff. That if you read about the fifth dimension, you'll find a ton of information on it. But but um, two split into five dimensions is a process of fractalization, crystallization, fractalization—better word. It's almost like your beingness cracks open and expands out in a uh, in all directions. In a mm, how do I describe that? It's almost like a crystalline structure but it's not that restrictive. So it's a crystalline structure with a lot of air in between the crystalline structures, right? So it's, it's an expanding crystalline structure and um, but it's not rigid and inflexible, right? It's, it's got, it's got more movement than that. It's, it's still you, it's made up of your energy. And so therefore it's not brittle like a crystalline structure would be, right? But it has that sort of feel to it. And so you, um, you, and I usually find it useful to use my hands. I have my hands together and I take a deep breath in. I pull my hands up to my forehead and then I go, and I expand out my hands with my breath. And that gives me the movement into that other dimensional space. And from there, I see things differently. I did some work uh, on somebody who had alien implants in their brain. And, and to pull the implants out, I had to go into fifth dimensional space because one of the implants was only in existence in fifth dimensional space. And so I had pulled all the ones out of three dimensional <laughs> space and then there were still problems. And I was like, well, shit, what the hell? And so I popped into fifth dimension. And I'm like, ah, there it is. Oh, ah, yank. Right. So, you know, when you're in fifth dimensional space, uh, things, things are, it is, it is much like being on another astral plane, but it's just the fifth dimension. Okay. And so you can use this technique to go to multiple dimensions, Um, I don't recommend doing a lot of that because you don't know what's going to be there. I can only speak intelligently about five and 18 because those are the two that I have done. I did the fifth dimension um, as part of that healing process and I'm doing it right now. So if somebody's trying to figure out if they're on the right plane, then you know, you can tap into my energy and find out where I am and see if see if you're in the right place. Um, and then I did 18 dimensions at one point, uh, because one of my prospective attendees at a retreat said, I think you're not gonna be big enough to hold me. And I went, whoosh, <gasps> into 18 dimensions. And I said, Is this big enough? And she went, Holy shit, you're physically glowing. <laughs> and I was like okay, big enough. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, okay. And so I pulled it back in, but I I haven't gone there since because I haven't needed to, but, um, yeah. And I could feel some of you popping in and saying hello. So hello. Um, these are things that you don't have to use very often. You know, I've, as I've said, I, I haven't used them very much. Uh, I know that I could go, I intuitively understand I could go to 44 dimensions without a problem. Uh, I'm not sure why 44, but I just intuitively know that and, um, but I don't know what that means for that. So, you know, explore at your own caution, uh, you know, your mileage may vary and, and you know, there are no lifeguards in the pool. So, you know, you better be able to swim. Right. So it's like that, but, um, okay. Yeah, I can, wow. More and more people are popping in right now. That's very interesting. I'm just feeling everybody dimensional space, you can flip timelines within dimensional space. So you can, uh, you know, travel from one timeline to another. Again, I would be really cautious about that because we are trans, we are traversing timelines on a regular basis right now. The timelines are, are flipping very quickly right now. And so if you leave the timeline when we are already traversing timelines, finding your way back to your body could be challenging. So I would be really cautious about that. Um, the Okay, I'm sorry. I have to pull back in from the dimensional space because I can't think straight. Whew, I'm trying, taking in too much information at once. Okay. Okay. So the way to come back is uh, you just suck your energy back in and then feel your body and really ground into your body. OK, so feel feel your legs against the sea, feel your feet against the floor, you know, feel your breath coming and going, feel through your heartbeat, you know, all these things to bring you back into into physical space. And the longer you stay out, the harder it is to come back. So you want to practice in very short stints. Um, I have not done fifth, fifth dimensional travel for a couple of years now and getting back took me a minute. It took me longer than I feel like it should have. So, um, if I were to do this more regularly, I would be able to get there faster and get back faster. Right. But I don't, it's a muscle like anything else. You have to build it and you have to maintain it. So, um, if you're going to do this, I would recommend short stints over time. Do, do a lot of short jumps before you go and spend time there because getting back is harder if you're not used to it. Okay? Okay, so we can play in the astral. We can play in probability land. And we can do fifth-dimensional travel if we are feeling like we are capable of finding our way home.
1: Which we know that many are because they were saying hello to you in there.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, over the course of the entire time, this podcast will ever he be exists. listened to. Yes, exactly. Yes. Here's here's the thing. As we're getting further along in this process, I'm trying to give you guys a little bit more advanced stuff as we go, because I recognize that you guys are advancing in your understandings. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm also limited by the need to make sure that I'm not being irresponsible in what I'm handing you. Right. And so is there more complex stuff you can do? Yes, but it's not stuff I would want you to do without supervision. Okay. Because I don't, I never want to put you in a position where you're, where you're unsafe inherently. Okay. I'll give you places that you could explore that might hurt you if you don't heed my caveats, but I can't, I can't control everything, right? I want to, I want to give you some stuff to do without putting you in a position that to get in over your head inherently. So, uh, if you are looking to do a deeper dive, if you are, are like, wow, I love this podcast and I love this work and you know, this is really cool. And I want to learn more then you know, come to the website, Look at the Sacred Power and Purpose Mystery School, fill out an application, and we'll talk about it, okay? Otherwise, you have 160 episodes. Fly, be free, it'll be awesome. And there will be more coming because, you know, we're like that. The other thing I would say is subscribe to the mailing list because you'll learn a lot just subscribing to the mailing list because you get a a whole series of emails from me uh, around what it takes to be a transformational shaman, which is what I am. And the path of the, the work and things like that, it's, it's just got a lot of cool stuff. And, you know, when I come out with new stuff, you hear about it. So there's yeah.
1: always little tidbits that pop up once in a while from Kelly.
0: Yes. Speaking yeah. of tidbits. So, oh, yes. sorry.
1: You had more. Um, no, go ahead. No, okay. I was just going to say, speaking of tidbits, how about a Kellyism?
0: You are as real as you choose to be.
1: That is fitting for your fifth dimensional journey. (laughs) Oh, that is delightful. Do you have anything else before we wrap up here? Nope. Okay, perfect. Well, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter to your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C here with Kelly Sparta. Spirit Tripa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions with post-production by Christopher Wright.
0: Into my home and my love and my life and me.